Hmm, that's weird. That's weird. Kind of weary me out. You are a sad, strange little man. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Isn't that weird? That's weird, man. It's strange. What's up, campers? Welcome back to episode 112 of Camp Strange. I am your camp counselor, Alex Tobin. And I'm your camp counselor, David Stokes. And we're back to bring the spooky, wacky, weird, strange, and Roman? Oh. And before we get into our longer stories that we have for you today, we gotta catch you up on any of the weird news you may have missed this week. And, uh, David, I have a very cool news article here that says, Squirrel beer, ant, gin, and poop wine are served up in Disgusting Food Museum's new exhibit. Hmm. So I already knew I'd get your attention. Oh. So at this Disgusting Food Museum, I think that's what it's named. It's called the Disgusting Food, Muse- Food Museum. It's in Malmo, Sweden. So unless you're in Sweden, sorry, you guys are going to have to buy a plane ticket to go to this. But usually they have things like um, maggoty cheese from Sardinia, which we've mm. talked about Yeah. On not on this podcast, but we did a live stream one day that's right that's how i know that yeah (laughs) and we covered some of the weird foods around the world and some of the other foods they have there are like icelandic fermented shark flesh which we covered yeah and uh peruvian frog smoothies which we actually did not cover no um but now they've introduced uh some of the new and disgusting and gross alcohols that um are all around the world and of course um well is it kind of interesting because the reason they did that is because the lady said we have found the the strangest and most interesting and challenging alcohol oh i fucked this up classic (laughs) fucking it up real early yeah anyway that's a record she was just oh here it is she said that um i have long been fascinated by why we humans force ourselves to overcome our dislike for acquired taste uh acquired alcohol taste and like we we you know, we I've had a, a theory about this for a very long time about okay. how like I like beer now. I like oh, wine wow. now. No, no, <laughs> shut, shut Whoa, new development. <laughs> no, but like in the beginning, I remember the first time I had a beer. I was like, this doesn't taste good, but yeah. you kind of like it because it makes you, you know, it makes you buzzed and stuff like that. And then after a while, you get acquired to the taste. I think it's the same with coffee. I think the first time you have coffee, you think it's going to be way more tastier than you think because everybody drinks it. And then you're like, oh, this isn't that good unless it's like filled with like sugary shit, which those taste good, obviously. Yeah. But you, you become accustomed to it because of the effect it has on you. I believe if coffee wasn't caffeinated and alcohol didn't make you drunk, then we probably wouldn't drink it as much. I mean, we still would probably a little bit, but I don't really know. Uh, I hate the taste of meth. (laughs) (laughs) But God, it makes me feel so good and alive. Oh, this PCP really, it it burns my tongue, but I can break out of these fucking handcuffs when I fucking smoke (laughs) I hope there's no children trapped in their cars, because I can lift that shit too. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I've never done PCP. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I haven't done it, David. I'm sorry. It's just disappointing. So, um, but the, some of the stuff that they have in the museum of like the gross food, some of the alcohols they have, um, they said, um, oh, this one's really gross. Um, it says alcohol in the museum exhibit had to be considered drinkable somewhere in the world. And one of them uh, was a rice wine called Tongsul, 
mm-hmm. um, which had uh, it was made in South Korea for uh, medicinal purposes, and it is brewed with fermented human feces. Oh, yum. So, and then they said, like, uh, unsurprisingly, this uh, the so-called poop wine smells horribly bad during production, which is fair. They also yeah. have a whale testicle beer. Okay. Um, and that was made in Iceland, I believe. Why not? Uh, sounds, sounds fair. Lightly salted and then smoked. Kind of sounds good. I think I would try whale testicle beer. I wouldn't try that first wine. They might no. pass on the first poop wine. Yeah. Um, and then they have uh, – I think this is my favorite one, and this is the one that I would be most likely to try. And it's anti-gin. And there's a label on the front that says anti-gin. It's made by Nordic Food Lab. And it's a bottle of gin steeped with 62 redwood ants. Okay. And um, apparently they give the gin a sharp citrus note. Yeah. Um, I used to eat a lot of ants. Did you actually eat ants, though? Yeah. Some of them are sour. <laughs> Like which, uh, which ones are sour, David? You never know. You never know. Oh, so it's not like a type that's sour. It's not no, like, I mean it's not it like could a have green been a grape or a, or a purple grape or a black grape. It could have been a gender thing. I, I don't know. I wasn't checking. <laughs> I was just eating them. Uh, the but males, yeah, some of them, you know, so some kind of kind of tasted like a like a uh, oh fuck what an unripe. What's the word for something that's not ripe? Un- unripe. Uh, unripe. Unripe. Not, There's not a word not for it. Ripe. Okay, it was like a, it was like when you get one of those green blueberries. Oh no, they're all green on the inside, but I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, an unripe blueberry that's still kind of green. You know how those are so sour? Yeah, the ants taste like that. I love this. I saw a meme about blueberries. They say blueberries are really confusing because they're blue on the outside, green on the inside, and when you when you blend them up, they become purple. That's just like, what the, the color fuck? spectrum, my dude. Well, it's just it's a it's a very interesting fruit, you know. I'm just saying. And then I think they also have like a 55 percent beer uh, in this museum. Also, it's like an old Scottish beer, so okay. that's kind of fun. Uh, but that tastes so, like shit. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it tastes like shit or not. Oh, but the best well, thing that about first one certainly tastes like shit. Um, but the best thing about this this beer that's 55 percent is that it's served out of a uh, a taxidermied squirrel. And when I say that, it like literally the bottle top is coming out of like the squirrel's looking up with its mouth open, and the bottle, the top of the bottle is coming out of the squirrel's mouth. Where do you get that many taxidermy squirrels? Like Kentucky? Um, I they might have, <laughs> they might just have one, and then they just refill it. We might have just lost three listeners in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> they love no. They're we're finally talking about taxidermy squirrels. They're oh, that's true. They probably it right love now. it. They probably didn't realize that was like a. A joke that was in a negative sense towards them. Yeah, and no. now and now we've lost them. No, will you stop shedding light on this? David? We went too far. <laughs> really anyway, shot ourselves so in the foot. Go check out this this cool um, museum in Sweden and try to get your hands on some squirrel beer or testicle wine or whatever's going on over there. Yeah. So, what other stories do you have for us, David? Uh, I got one here that says, uh, Logan Paul goes to hospital after Pokemon joke ends in a disaster. What's that mean? What's a Pokemon joke? Um, yeah, it turns out, so there, there is a Pokemon card called Pikachu Illustrator, which is known to be like the most rare card there is. Um, and he apparently had a, uh, he had one and then it turned out that it was fake and he got mad and he punched a window. 
no. which he confirms was supposed to be a joke. But with all the fucking steroids he's gobbling up like Skittles, it probably wasn't. <laughs> um, and he cut it. He cut himself real bad on that window. No. So this was obviously like. Here's the thing about YouTube is that like every time there's a video, it's like everything is set up to a T. So like if there's a surprise in the video, it's like it's they bought a fake rare Pokemon card and then pretended yeah. like they thought it was real. And then he thought the window was, was that supposed to be like, I guess they did a have sugar the window. Yeah, I was about to say, I guess they didn't have the budget budget to get the sugar window. But you could tell when it's a sugar window, right? Yeah, you know, it tastes the, really good. You know, when the rock flies through it and you're like, oh, my God. That is a beefcake rolled in sugar. You can mm. just tell. You're like, look at that oh, wait, ball. A beefcake rolled in sugar? Are we talking about Logan Paul or the window? No, we're talking about the rock flying through a window after Jason Statham kicked him through an office park. Oh, we're talking about the rock <laughs> Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, and I love that he's very insecure about his bald head because that dude, like, you don't think the rock's insecure about anything, but guess what? He is. Well, I mean, you put like a us. you put a head of hair on that guy, and it just doesn't look right. No, I agree. I think he looks great bald. Yeah, he looks like he looks like the puppet from the Puppet Master, the, <laughs> the one with the pointy head. Have you I seen only have that seen that the puppet? puppet Master. Oh, it's a horrible franchise, but it's also great at the same time. It's really, really bad. But there's just oh, one fucking man. puppet. Type in Pinhead Puppet, and it'll come up. It's like this fucking giant bodied puppet with a tiny ass little bald pinhead and he looks like <laughs> oh now i know exactly what you're talking about kind of looks like luther from uh Un- umbrella academy oh uh, yeah holy shit if you if you roll down if you google image search this it's one two three four five six seven the eighth photo is a side-by-side comparison with pinhead from Puppet Master and Luther from the Umbrella Academy. No, it's The Rock. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, Logan Paul, something like that, right? <laughs> I'm <laughs> already over hand. it. He sliced his hand open. Whatever, that's what he gets. Gives Don't a lie shit. to me, YouTube. Don't lie to me. David, I have another story right here. Okay. As dynamite in car turns out to be a beef stick, Kansas police, police say. And I that's knew a, you're gonna. That's a dummy thick beef stick. Yeah, sign I knew, me up. I knew you're gonna love it because you're such a beef stick head, right? Oh man, you get a, a spicy beef stick. Yeah, you do love it. So I'll just read sign you the, me up. I'll just read you the tweet that the Greensburg, Kansas Police Department tweeted. They said, at approximately sixteen forty six hours today, the Greensburg Police Department. Uh, blah 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 and fire department were dispatched to the report of dynamite attached to the dash of a vehicle parked in front of a business on West Kansas Avenue it says upon units arriving and securing the area it was discovered that the item in question was a beef stick still in its wrapper there was no explosive in the vehicle and there were not any threats to the public the vehicle owner removed the suspicious beef stick from the, from the dash he was just trying to heat it up. When, when is it illegal to have a beef stick in my dash? But it's what, funny. I can't snap into a Slim Jim after heating it on my car? <laughs> it's crazy, too, because I feel like I have seen beef sticks in, like, people's dashboards. Like, But those are also the cars that are filled with trash to the back. You know those ones? Oh, um, oh God, yeah. Those always blow my mind on how that – how does that start? How does I it get know. there? I know. 
It's really... I mean, I used to see one all the time that it was just trash-filled every nook and cranny except for the driver's seat. I mean, I just don't know how those people don't get pulled over unless they just, like, don't drive those. But you can't sleep in those any... You can't sleep in them because there's trash everywhere. So like, Oh, trash but, is the best bed you can find. Do, like, but do the police, like, pull them over? <laughs> do the police pull them over and go, like, hey, you have, like... This is blocking your windows. Like, this is illegal. And they go, oh, I was going to – oh, that's crazy. I was just driving to the car wash. Like, is, like, So you think that's illegal? It's highly illegal to not be able to see out of your windows. Like, your rearview window and, like, your side window and stuff like that. I've been in cars that don't have rear windows. That don't have windows. No windows. You ever heard of a tank motherfucker? Back when I used to work for uh, – you know, I'm not going to name it, but a radio station – uh, it we I used to always, I used to always have to drive this fucking. It was like a PT cruiser, and the thing had decals around the entire car except for the front windshield and the oh. side, the door window. You could not see shit out of that thing. Is that the one that has like the little holes? Like they they have like kind of like poked holes in like the plastic part that's over the window. Wait, can you roll down the windows? There, no, they didn't. It didn't. It all, all it had was one window on the driver's seat side. When does PT Cruisers? Uh, it was a, it was a custom job. I mean, I think they're just trying to cover up the fact that the, it was a PT Cruiser. Yeah, it was. That, that car like, was the I, worst. We don't even fucking own a company. Just slap a big sticker over <laughs> so no one knows we're driving a PT Cruiser. Was it a Woody too? No, no. The, the Woody PT Cruisers are the are the worst. Are the uncoolest cool cars ever. Is that what Michael Scott had? Uh, I think he had a Sebring. But you're right. He might have had, like, a PT Cruiser for, like, an episode. When he rolls up and he's like, it's Britney, bitch. I Maybe. Know. I forget. It doesn't matter. We're not it doesn't here to matter. bicker about Michael Scott's vehicles. We're here to talk about beef sticks. But now we're done talking mm. about beef sticks. So, David, what else do you have? China insists Genghis Khan exhibit, not use words, Genghis or Khan. I saw that. I didn't click it, but I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of, I feel like that's, yeah, they're just trying to avoid that. Well, like, obviously China has a very tumultuous tumultuous relationship with Genghis Khan, right? Yeah. He's, uh, he, he was known. And he's a bad boy. To uh, have, have a wall, a very long wall built because of him. Yeah. But who would have thunk that a nosebleed would be the thing that did him in, right, David? Right, you know about that. Oh yeah. On uh, on his wedding night, he got a he got a big old nosebleeder, and uh, he I guess he died in his sleep. You think he just like his lungs filled up with blood or something? He's like, oh, I have uh, a nosebleed. I'm gonna go to sleep. I think someone just fucked him up real bad, and he died. And they're just like, oh yeah, no, he died from a nosebleed. <laughs> was it the axe in his nose or what was it? <laughs> They're like, yeah, the blood that was coming out of his nose because the axe, idiot. The the axe was named Bleed. It was a very known <laughs> weapon of war. Um, but do you have any follow up on this? Do you know why they can't use the words? Or who 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 are they? Supposed oh, it was to it was just a, it's a yeah it's a French museum or exhibit, and China just didn't want them to you know include his names because of the atrocities that he had committed on humankind. It's interesting. That's a very interesting um, thing that is – I feel like it's probably going to come up more and more as we get into like a more like, um, you know, PC culture that's like – we don't want to talk about these like horrible things. But like it's also history. 
So it's like yeah. people are like don't talk about Hitler, and you're like, yeah, of course. Like nobody like is like loving to well, talk about Hitler, but like, well, we, oh yeah, there's people out there. <laughs> there's definitely people out there, but like you know what I mean, where it's like you have to like address these, as they say, like it, you know. Ooh, I'm about to go over somebody today that has that's done some pretty fucked up things in the past, and they tried to erase his name from history. So actually, yeah. this is very. Uh, it's very appropriate that you brought this up today. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you should call him, like, Fertile Horseman or something. Horse Riding well, Man. I've got, got a lot one, of kids. I've got one more for you here that's very similar, though. Do you have another Do you have another story? No, no, I don't have another one. Okay. So, um, school drops cougars as team name because it might offend women. What? Oh, no. <laughs> Courtney Cox is showing up, and she's pissed. Yeah, uh, Corner Canyon High School. Um, yeah, they decide they want to change their mascot, and uh, that's that's because they don't want to offend the women out there who call themselves cougars. Just switch it to Karens. Yeah, that that will go over better. <laughs> I'm all for changing like a mascot name, but like, if you're gonna change the mascot name, can you make it something like cooler? There's a minor league baseball team called. The, the pickles, buttermilk biscuits, I believe. The Portland pickles. Oh no! The uh, you know Eugene has uh, a Eugene, Oregon has a minor league team. They're the Emeralds, right? But yeah, I used to go to those games all the time. Yeah, I almost bought a hat. The logo's a big oh, yeah. like carrying a fucking big old tree. Oh yeah, that's so cool. But that's what I mean. That's the shit that you need. Like if you're gonna change it from like Cougars, which is like whatever. Like that's a that's a cool, I guess, mascot. Not very original. We were the mountain lions in elementary school. Still not very original. Make it something like cool, like um, like the George Costanzas. I don't oh, know, yeah. like just something like interesting and like make you stand out. Be be a one of a kind, right? Yeah, my high school. Um, we changed our name recently to not offend people. Oh, what is? Wait, what was it? And what is the, it now? It was the Axemen. Oh, that's right. You told A-X-E-M-E-N, me A-X-E-M-E-N, um, yeah. which God knows what that is. I don't know, logger or something. The and, uh, yeah, someone got uh, insulted because there's a gender involved in sense. it. Okay. And, um, yeah, so now it's the switch high school it to mascot. The Liz- well, you can switch it to the, the Lizzie, Lizzie McGuire's? Lizzie Borden's. You could switch it from the Axeman of New Orleans to the Lizzie Borden's. There you go. No, no. All genders can murder with an axe. You know that. That's true. That's true. Anybody can. Any age, any gender. (laughs) Even dogs. (laughs) No, they're too busy hiding the Bush's baked beans recipe. That's true. God damn it, Duke. Wait, so Why can you leave that to us? (laughs) So what is it now? What are they? Now it's just the axe. We're just... Just an axe? We're just one singular axe. I think it'd be way cooler to be the axe people because that'd be like really scary. I feel like there'd be like axe people living in the woods and they're just I feel like like... we've talked about this before, but yeah, no, we used to have a a high school chant that was give them the axe, the axe, the axe, and uh, the school district made us stop doing that one. Because literally you're chanting to murder somebody? I mean, yeah. But it was a (laughs) metaphor. (laughs) No, but it's still fun. <laughs> You're like, no, we actually had real guys with real axes who are really chasing people. At but- one point, uh, when I was a small child, when my brother was there, they uh, their football team had shirts that had like an executioner with an axe on it. See, that's... Uh, I and that like, got in trouble. I love that, though. It's so yeah. good. I've got one of those hanging around here somewhere. I need to find that. I think it was awesome. 
Oh wait, really quick, go through your high school, go through your school mascots from elementary oh, to high school. I think I went. I was mountain lions, and then we were the Colts, which is a horse, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but we were the Kenilworth Colts. We were Colts with the K, not the football team with the Colts with the C. So mm-hmm. different. And yeah. then in high school, we were the Gauchos, which was an Argentinian cowboy. Yeah. Um, we, uh, my elementary school, shout out Edison Toucans, baby. We were toucans the Edison Toucans. They yeah. got little stick tongues. Yeah. Toucans, very cool. Uh, middle school, we were the uh, Roosevelt Rough Riders. What is that? What? What's a Rough Rider? Like you don't Rough know Riders about the... Anthem? You don't know about the Rough Riders? That was like... Stop, drop, shut them down, open up, shop. That was like Teddy Roosevelt's like boys. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like the Texas dudes on, on horses and stuff. Yeah, they're kind of like cowboys. Okay, yeah. And then You're yeah. not in Texas, though. You're in Oregon. No. That's why I thought it was like a different thing. No. But, boy, we used to bump that DMX. Oof. And then, wait, what was your last one? Oh, Axeman. My South Eugene Axeman. The axes now. Yep. I like a nice axe with some eyes on it. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, help me. <laughs> Let my brother hit me. Come on, do it. Just Genghis have to Khan. burn me. It's the only way to kill me. Genghis Khan. Um, okay, well, I think we're caught up on any of the news, right? Yeah. Any and all. There we yeah. go. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's get into these stories that we have for you today. Now, David, as we know this week, we are all receiving our mail-in ballots to vote for the next president. I know. I also know lately that I've been talking about politics a lot. Ew. Well, I brought it up with Sam the Sandown Clown, right? I brought it up there because he's our next presidential candidate, um, which I usually try to steer clear because it tends to ruffle feathers, and usually that's how arguments get started. But today, David, I'm going to bring all of us on the left and the right together. But in order to do that, I need a common ground we can all agree on. And I have found that the quickest way to make friends with a complete stranger is to discuss something you both hate. Am I right? You know, like an annoying boss. You know, like when you, like, like when you, you know, get a job and you work there for a month and you're like, oh, this annoying boss or this annoying coworker. And you're like, oh my God, I hate them too. They're awful. And then you're like, best friends. Or like if you hate like a TV show, like uh, possibly Young Sheldon. <laughs> Oh, I love young Sheldon. Bazinga. We're not friends anymore. Bazinga. I haven't seen any young Sheldon. So any of you young Sheldon fans out there, send us a hateful email. Bazinga. So so common hate really does bring people together. And I usually don't promote hate, but the hate uh, we will be talking about today didn't just bring a couple people together, but it brought an empire together. That is why today I will be discussing one of the most hated political leaders maybe to ever live as we dive into the strange life and rule of the Roman Emperor Nero. See, a lot of people they're like, oh, Mussolini, Hitler. No, 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 no. We're going back further. We're going Nero, baby. Do you know anything about Nero, David? Uh, Bazinga. <laughs> okay, I guess my story's done. Uh, you kind of <laughs> covered everything. You know, I know I've I I know I have looked him up, and I know I know things of him, but I can't I can't remember any of it. I'm sure when you start saying stuff, I'll be like, oh, that's right. But no, I'm I'm having a hard time really calling any of it back. Yeah, I think like we've all heard like, oh, that guy's 
probably not great. He was a bad leader or something like that. But it's hard to pull up like these facts, especially like I'm going to go into like his his lineage in the beginning and you're going to be like, what the fuck's going on? But I'm going to try to break it down as well as I can for you just by sticking to like first names, which we will get into. But the first thing you have to know about him is that he has this horrific, horrific fucking beard. Now, if you want to see what does that mean? Dude, type in Nero right now and Google image him. I'll post it on Camp Strange, but his beard is like a oh Google just fucking <laughs> Google just talked oh. back to me. Um, okay, he has like a neck beard that's like the fedora guy is like it's it doesn't even go on his chin. It's like under his fat little it's chubby on his neck. throat. It's gross. Is that the grossest beard you've ever seen? Yeah, that makes sense that you said that. I think I went to middle school with this kid. <laughs> he had a full beard in middle school? Okay. Yeah, he fucked up, man. Okay. Uh, not a toucan, right? What was it? Were, were you guys rough Riders. Rough Riders. That's a Rough Rider right there. That's a Rough yeah, Rider beard. That was a rough-looking kid. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> let's get into uh, Roman Emperor Nero. So first off, their names in this are completely fucked. It's it's just like yeah. crazy ass shit. It so is what I'll, it is. So I'll I'll try to just stick to the first names so we could speed this whole thing up. And just for an example, Nero was actually born uh, Lucius uh, Domitius uh, Ahenobarbus. That's his full name. On December fifteenth, thirty seven A.D., he was the only son of his father Gnaeus and his mother Agrip- Agrippina. So, Gnaeus, his father, and his mother, Agrippina. Agitated penis. <laughs> she might have been known for that. I don't know. So, Agrippina, who uh, was the youngest sister of Emperor Caligula. So, I feel like people have heard of Caligula before, but um, Agrippina. Is that a math? Well, excuse me? Isn't that like a math class? Calculus? I don't know. <laughs> So Agrippina was uh, the sister of uh, Caligula, the emperor. And uh, just to know how fucked up this family was from the start, when his uh, father, uh, when Nero's father was congratulated on having a baby boy, he responded with, nothing produced by me and Agrippina could possibly be good for the state of the people. That's a good start. (laughs) That's a cool, cool dad. some good confidence in your children. That's a fucking cool dad right there. So when Nero was just two years old, his mom, Agrippina, was exiled when she failed in trying to murder her brother, Emperor Caligula. So she, I think she tried to poison him, and oh, she got yeah. caught. So the, like, Caligula's like, fuck off. I'm sending you to like an island. There's just um, so much more poisoning back then. You don't get enough poisoning poison these days. Poison was hot in the Roman Emperor. That's a good, that's good business to be in. Poison back in those days? Oh, you... You couldn't keep it on the shelves. I wonder, yeah, there's always, yeah, there was some guy making poisons, which is really weird. I feel there like there was one guy. guy. There was just one guy making all the poison. He was loaded. Yeah, I feel like I'd be that guy, maybe. That's kind yeah. of like a cool job. It's like, it's like the guy who makes fireworks now. Kind of dangerous. Yeah, basically. But. You talking about Rick? <laughs> oh, Rick, yeah. I saw him hitting a pickle of Pete with a hammer and then duct taping it up. You ever done that? Yes, I, I did it every year growing You'd up. You literally make dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> you mean a beef stick. Yeah, a beef stick. That's yeah. what we call on the streets. Yeah. Hey, Tom, you got a beef stick? I want to blow up this porta potty. 
<laughs> yeah, sticking in the front of my dash. So, so um, Nero's, after his mother was exiled by her brother, Nero's father, Gennaeus, ended up dying the following year when Nero was only three years old. And now that Nero was parentless, you would think he would go to Emperor Caligula, his uncle. But that didn't happen because Caligula was murdered the next year. So the throne ended up going to Caligula's uncle, Claudius. So, yeah, like I said, it's, like, super confusing in these, like, historical things to, like, try to cover what's actually going on. But I think you guys figured it out. You know, there was nobody left to take the throne. So it just – it went to – instead of, like, Caligula's kids, it just went – or, like, his – father went to like his uncle because they didn't have any other like males in the line or whatever so what a good system what's that such a good system to pick who who rules i know what a fucked up it's, uh, it's i mean a, that's better than us that's a whole nother conversation <laughs> so um so emperor claudius took nero in and decided to let his niece and nero's mother agrippina return from exile so he did her a solid and brought her back from the island of shame and uh, he, he brought little Nero along with him. So jump ahead. Uh, Nero is now 13 years old, and his mother, Agrippina, is remarried as well as his uncle, Claudius, who is now the emperor. They are both remarried, and Claudius is actually on his fourth wife, which, you know, emperors tend to do. Oh, yeah. So That's half the fun of being an emperor, am I right? <laughs> Ooh, King Henry uh, the Eighth, I believe. He killed all the most wives. I mean, I bet a bunch of those kings in England killed a lot of wives, too. But I think he killed the most wives. His made in the most books. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, like I said, this family is, is fucked up. So Agrippina ended up poisoning her new newly remarried husband. So she definitely, you know, tried to poison her brother. So she yeah. ended up poisoning her husband and killing him so she could uh, marry her fucking uncle, Emperor Claudius. Okay. So Claudius took his fourth wife and had her executed because yeah, he was like— this, this, oh. is, this is the stuff where people, like, they watch Game of Thrones and, like, oh, this stuff's just too messed up for me. Like too much incest. All this. It's like my dude, read a history book. Like this is this is not even close to like the weird shit we used to do. Oh my god! Literally, I completely agree with that because um, there is a quote that I read the other day by Oscar Wilde that goes, uh, where is it right here? Oh, it says it right here. Just speaking of like writing the script for Game of Thrones, which was actually based off the War of the Roses. So like shit like this actually did happen. But just like writing a book or a script and people go like, this is so fucked up. I can't believe you wrote this. Oscar Wilde said, there is no such thing as a moral or an immoral book. Books are well-written or badly written. That is all. And I completely agree with that because you could literally write about whatever the fuck you want as long as it, like, makes sense and it serves a purpose. And I feel like, like you said, history was ten times more fucked up than most of the scripts written today. And people go, like, that is so messed up. Brother and sister having sex. And you're like, dude, that that's, that's the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, that was every day back then. They pushed a child out a window. Oh, did you want to see when they, like, literally shoved it in a barrel full of honey and bees and, like, kicked it into a bear's nest? Like, I don't, like, it's, I don't know what you want. There, horrible shit happened all the time back then. Yeah. But I also wrote that you would think that, you would think that when you, uh, you would have your reservations about marrying a dude who literally just killed his fourth wife to marry you. He's like, I want to marry you, Claudius. And he's like, oh, 
okay, I'll just kill my fourth wife. And you're like, you're my fifth wife. You better not hope the sixth wife comes around being horny as hell because I might just <laughs> chop off your head. Like, yeah. God damn. Like, th- I mean, the shit you – but, I mean, as we know, Agrippina is, like, quick with that poison. So, like, who knows yeah, what she's true. got up her sleeve. She probably, knows what she's doing. Probably poison up her sleeve, but – She's slanging that poison. Exactly. So, at this point, Nero was officially adopted by the emperor, which he would uh, – which he would – when he would – Oh, sorry. Where he would switch his name from Lucius to Nero. So at age 13 is when he didn't go by Lucius anymore, and he switched his name to Nero. Um, now that he was officially part of the royal family, he was now in line. He was now in the line of secession for the throne. And although he had a stepbrother named Britannicus, who was actually Claudius's actual blood-related son, Nero was older, so he became heir to the throne. So basically, Britannicus is like, oh, Father Claudius, I'm so glad that I'm next in line. I'm your firstborn son, and I can't wait to take over the kingdom after you're gone. And then he's like, oh, no, I just remarried my niece, and she has a kid who's a little bit older than you. So, uh, yeah, he's going to take the throne. Skedaddle, kid. How crazy is that shit? Like, there was, like, no rules, and the rules that were around, like, the king could be like, that's a bullshit rule. And they're like, of course, king. Please don't chop off my head. Make sausage. You're like, okay. Head sausage for <laughs> breakfast. Beef. He wants some head sausage. Don- it's don- breakfast time. <laughs> Dynamite beef stick. <laughs> Dynamite beef stick and head sausage with some eggs. <laughs> Ooh, He's good. hungry. Ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cast you in a movie as the fucking old meat lady. I'd old, love to be the old meat lady. Old roast beef lady. <laughs> Hello, it's me, old roast beef lady. Don't <laughs> don't throw your cats at me or you're gonna be eating cat sausage. Oh man, they don't throw the cats at you. The cats throw themselves at you. That's true, because I'm smelling like all of the meats. Just I'm Arby's. A, they could just have like a little bit of salami, I'm just saying. So Nero then ended up marrying his stepsister. Here we go. Like like I said, this is like Here we go, baby. But to be honest, I mean, I guess it's still family, but like, you know, it's a stepsister, so like whatever. I guess it's better than like what most people are doing at the time. You know, it's like inbreeding and getting all fucked up and your eyes get further and further apart with every cousin. And <laughs> so so Nero ended up marrying his stepsister and Claudius's daughter, and guess what her name was? Claudia, uh, of course. Uh, yeah. Claudia. Yeah. What were you going to say, David? Uh, something about a sausage. <laughs> Sausagina. Are you still talking about sausages? Sausagina. So, um, but it was soon after, when Nero was 17, that Claudius died after being fed poisonous mushrooms by Agrippina. I there you told go. you, dude. I fucking told. I mean, I wrote this story, so I knew she was gonna do it. But like, yeah, we all knew. We all knew, right? She's quick I with mean, that poison. Yeah, yeah she yeah. is. He should have done his research. That's why I always get a background check on everyone I'm dating. So I guess my question is: Do you know if she was just cooking up some some mushrooms and feeding it to him, or was she like mashing them up and putting them in his wine? You know what? I bet she put it in his fucking big old slop dish of. Uh, Pig anus and yeah, pig anus and fucking chicken necks. Yeah, rotting bird bird wings with the feathers on them. Yeah, maybe some human meat in there too, because half a cat. Yeah. (laughs) Um. So mud. 
couple so, rocks. So after Mama went over and was like, my son's next in line, I'm going to give you some psychedelic mushrooms and killed him, it then made Nero the youngest emperor of all time. So he, like I said, he was 17 years old. Okay. So when Nero began his initial reign, you know what they gave him the throne? Because they didn't have the neck beard yet. He didn't. Yeah. He wasn't he wasn't growing it in yet. You know, he's seventeen. He's like, look at this fresh faced kid and they're like, I hope he doesn't grow a fucked up beard and destroy Rome and they're like, Oh, you just wait, buddy. He's like, You so, watch me, baby. <laughs> so when you Nero watch be- me. <laughs> Ooh, watch, you watch me. me. Watch me. So when Nero Bazinga. Be- Stop it. I hate I made you. up that look, that's I my new thing. I fucking hate you. Bazinga. That's your new thing? No, I'm I'm talking as the throat beard. Nero. We have to pay Sheldon a lot of money every time you say that. And but. you know what he's saying when he's at home hearing all this and he knows that we have to pay him? I'm Jim Parsons. No. He's what? saying Bazinga. <laughs> okay. So when Nero began his initial reign, he had three advisors Seneca, Burris, and his mother Agrippina. Of course, mama's got to be there. She got him there. But his mother had the most control over him. And after some time, Seneca and Burris gained prominence over Nero's mother and actually encouraged Nero to step out of her shadow. Agrippina heard of this and responded by promoting her stepson, Britannicus. Remember him? So the one she, that he had all the plants, right? No. What? <laughs> Never mind. No. He was the stepson that, uh, that got like, he's like, he was uh, Claudius's son. And yeah. then, like, Nero joined the family, and they're like, okay, you're the new heir. And Britannica's like, I thought I was the new heir. And they're like, no. So when Agrippina heard of, you know, she was getting shut out, she responded by promoting her stepson Britannicus as the, as the true heir to the throne. So basically she was like, oh, Nero, you don't actually deserve to be on the throne. Britannicus does because she thought she could probably control Britannicus a little bit better. And, uh, of course, Britannicus died soon after under dubious circumstances. No and wonder mo- what that means. What? Wait, what? He's poisoned? Oh, yeah, exactly. It says, yeah. it says, and most believe he was most likely poisoned by Nero. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, yep, he got poisoned. So, after killing his stepbrother in 59 AD when he was 22, Nero ordered the execution of his mother also. And it was probably a good move, honestly. I can't yeah. really hate on that because the mom was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna like make sure you don't become king anymore." And he's like, "Mom, I have to kill you. You're a, you're you're a big old bitch, mom. Mom, you I know th- you got me here, but like I remember my day ones and everything. But like sometimes you gotta take a back seat. You're embarrassing me." And- you ever think uh, after like a hearty breakfast of head sausage, um, Nero, like 20 minutes later, just like looked at a friend and just said, "Well." No poison today. Like, you ever think that was like a joke someone told because everybody's getting fucking poisoned every other meal? I wonder. I would actually be so fast. I mean, everybody has the thought where they go like, oh, my God, that'd be so cool to go back in a time machine. But, like, no one really understands how bad everything smelled back then. So, like, that would be, like, a big deal. But I would be so fascinated to be like, I'm going to spend a day in Rome in 59 AD and see what the fuck happens. 
Well, the best part about that is you can just shit and piss all over yourself and no one will even notice. I was about to say, I, I know what would happen, actually. I would go to the bathhouse, shit in the bathhouse. Everybody get mad at me and they go, why did you shit in the bath? And I'd be like, I'm sorry, I, I drank a lot of soda today. And they'd be like, no, 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 you got to get the fuck out of here. But then, like, the guys who love the shit bathhouse, you know, you always get those weird guys in there. Yeah. They'd just be doing cannonballs in my shit water. and like, Yeah, they would. I'd be the talk of the town. They'd make me king. They're doing little mouth fountains, swimming backwards, like <laughs> belly, little belly island going. <laughs> I also love the thing where they go like, hey, uh, they have like the meme where they go like, what if I went back in time? And they're like, hey, everybody, this is an iPhone. And they're like, oh, my God, how do you make that? And you're like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so true. I would be so fucking completely useless. I'd be like, I could sing you modern day songs so you could write them before they're written. Like, I can't, but I don't know music chords. I'd just be like, you know lyrics? You like? You guys like lyrics? Like, you guys I like Tupac? Lyrics. You guys like yeah. Tupac? I'm like, it sounds like this. Dun, dun, dun. People gotta change. <laughs> They're like that's not even how the song goes. I'm like they, you don't they, know they fucking kill you before you get through that's the word just the change. Way it is. Things will never be the same. And that's a Bruce Hornsby song. So I mean, I'm fucking stealing Bruce Hornsby money now too. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into that later. <laughs> that's off pod talk. So, um, like I said, Mama's dead now, and <laughs> so uh, from from then Nero married Octavia, and uh. He was cheating on her Ma? pretty regularly, apparently. This was his first wife, I believe, Octavia. And he was just cheating up a storm because when you're king, that's, like I said, that's what you do. You get a new wife, new wife, cheat, new wife, cheat. And then um, when he was 25, he divorced and banished her on the grounds of infertility and adultery, which is not very cool of him. But it's better than killing her, right? He got a divorce. Yeah. He was being a, a class act guy. But he later, killed her. But then later on, he had her executed. There you go. <laughs> exactly. There it is. Like He's like, no, you saw my penis. You have to die. <laughs> do you think his penis had the same kind of neck beard? I was going to say his balls definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He shaved everything except for the real bottom portion, right? No, it'd be like the backside of the balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bo- that's, the bot- that's the bottom portion. No, I'm talking like, you know, the backside. David, show me. Like, you know, it goes right here. Oh, you're standing up and and bending over? What are you showing me? Yeah. Let me pull the goat out real quick. (laughs) So, So, like I said, he executed Octavia. Not very cool. Just don't marry kings, guys. There's a lot of, there's a lot of like perks, but the risk reward factor is not very great because. Those guys are just, like, most of the time pretty inbred and not, like, stable to begin with. So it's, like, you're really rolling the dice on this one. So after Octavia, he then married Sabina that very same year he killed his first wife. But after their child died at infancy a few a few years later, his temper became very short, and he ended up killing Sabina just, at, uh, just three years later when he kicked her in the belly during her second pregnancy. This isn't going fast enough. Hurry up. I know. So, obviously, he was, like, very, very, very maladjusted to, like, life. And, like, he had a whole – he's, like, the, the rich kid whose, like, parents coddled him. I mean, his parents literally killed to get make him king. And yeah. he can't, like – 
he he can't be humiliated. He can't have um, things taken away from him. He, he like he's the kid who throws like falls on the floor in Walmart and like screams because he didn't get what he wanted or something like that. Yeah. And I think you're gonna find out that he really regretted doing that. But like it doesn't take away from the fact that he fucking did it and he was a horrible piece of shit. But yeah. you could just tell he was like, oh no, I messed up, and he just had like. He's the guy that punches the hole in the wall and be like, oh, why did I do that? You know, and you're like, you fucking idiot. He's the guy that punched the hole through a window because of a Pokemon card. Exactly. You get it. This guy yeah. gets it. Yeah. So a year after the death of Sabina, Nero married uh, Statalia after forcing her husband to commit suicide. That's so well, weird. He. That's so weird. Yeah, that's not cool. He's Don't like, do hey. that. He's like, hey, I want to marry you. Where's your husband? And he's like, oh, he's right over there. He's like, hey, what's up, Joe? He's like, hey, how's it going, Emperor Nero? He's like, you should kill yourself. That would be pretty sweet. And he's like, okay. And then he just did it. I don't know what that conversation's like. I would love to be a fly on the wall. I don't know how he did it, but, like, fucking crazy. And Very just goes persuasive. To show you, just goes to show you how bad of a person he was. He's like, yeah, kill yourself. It's like, what? Just, like, get a divorce. I don't know why. It's crazy. So, but I guess that marriage didn't last long because only, because uh, only a year later, Statalia, um, oh, a, a year after Statalia, they didn't say he divorced her or like killed her or anything. She just kind of disappeared. But Nero, um, he actually might have still been married to her, like technically. But then Nero yeah. pulled a very, very, very strange move for his next partner. Do you know about this? Uh, no. I think this is the most interesting thing about Nero, and it really goes into like his psyche and what was actually going on. So in 67 AD, Nero ordered the castration of Sporus, who was a former slave, and then he ended up marrying him and, uh, and noted historian Cassius Dio claims um, that uh, Nero married Sporus because he bore an uncanny resemblance to Nero's dead former wife, Sabina. So the woman that he kicked in the stomach during her second pregnancy that yeah. he accidentally killed, this manslave that he owned, I guess, kind of looked like her, bore a resemblance to her. So what he did was cut off the guy's penis and balls and was like, you're my new wife. Oh, yeah. How crazy is that? Yeah. I mean, that's it, not something a stable person does. No, obviously not. But then I wrote Sabina more like no Wiena. So I mean, that's a. F- <laughs> <laughs> also, something a sta- an unstable person does. <laughs> you mean writes that? Yeah. Well, I, I, I said it to Katie last night and she went. Are you going to write that? I go, yeah, I'm going to write that down. It's pretty good. What she did she didn't say laugh. That? She didn't laugh too loud, but I did. She uh, she went and slept on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> she she was so, like, disgusted with me. She didn't even, like, kick me out of the bed. She was like, I just need to get away from you. And she went and S- slept climbed, in her car. climbed in the dishwasher. <laughs> so, so um, just to be fair... Nero, in his early years of emperor, he was actually seen as a very good leader, and he had a reputation of political generosity and power sharing with the Senate. 
He curtailed corruption, forbade bloodshed in circus, banned capital punishment, reduced taxes, and allowed slaves to bring complaints to him against their unjust masters. Nero also encouraged competition in poetry and theater over gladiator over gladiator competitions. I guess one of the um, complaints you can't have if you're a slave is my my owner, my leader, whatever, cut off my penis and balls and married me because he would have been like, that's completely normal. I don't why are you complaining about that. That's cool. Just because you're the first doesn't mean it's weird, okay? <laughs> so, but he also like he was like a po- he liked po- poetry and theater, and he didn't like the gladiator competitions and like having people murder each other. So like he was like a little bit of like a softy a little bit, but I mean, still he kicked his, like he's still like a horrible person. I'm not really defending him. I'm just saying like, he's obviously a complex person. And I think a lot of people get that kind of confused that people want to go like, um, especially if you look through history and you go like Hitler, Mussolini, you're like, they're all monsters. And you're like, yeah, they were monsters, but you forget that they're also humans and who had like, you know, wives and girlfriends and, uh, you know, families and stuff like that. And like people like to make them monsters cause it's easier to cope with than being like, they were humans with like aspirations and like, you know, yeah. friends and stuff like that, which is way too like close to home. And you go, fuck that. I don't want to think about that. Yep. So, um, sorry, I'm getting r- real existential right here. A little bit. So, <laughs> the rise of brutality and insanity in Nero probably started around the time of his execution of his mother when he was 22, and he began pursuing a hedonistic lifestyle marked by lavish and self-indulgence and tyranny. Uh, lavish self-indulgence and tyranny. So, after his mother died, he went through a artistic phase where he would uh, sing and perform on the li- uh, the lyre, which is like um, a guitar. The voice. Viol- it's like the voice, but people lie? No. Oh. <laughs> no. It's like a guitar thing. It's like a little, like, uh, I don't know. I don't, it, the people don't play them anymore. Um, but he would play them in private events, but he uh, later began performing in public to improve his popularity, which is a weird thing to do. Like, oh, the ki- the emperor's playing his lyre. Um, so he strived to assume uh, every kind of role and trained as an athlete for public games, which he ordered to be held every five years. And as a competitor in the games, Nero raced a 10-horse chariot and nearly died after being thrown from it. 10-horse chariot is fucking That's crazy. wild. Yeah, it's ten horse. When I think of a chariot, I think of two. one to two. Yeah, exactly. This dude had ten? ten. How fast was he going? Where are you driving? What are, what road are you on? Where he's can probably you fit in like a weird col- horses. He's probably like in a weird coliseum or something like that. I'm guessing, right? Which I don't know I don't how know. good horses. What's the turn radius on a horse or ten? Um, not good. <laughs> On ten of them attached to one thing. Think of all the carrots you're gonna burn through. Don't make sure no plastic bags fly in the arena, or that that horse is gonna launch you into next year. What if like two of them in the middle die? Exactly. Then you got well, you got a lot of horse meat, which is pretty good. True. So more more summer sausage for breakfast. <laughs> um, he also competed as an actor and singer. Although he faltered in the competition, being the emperor, he won nevertheless, and then uh, he was paraded around Rome uh in the in the crowns he had won which is so fucking funny because i feel like that's like what kim jong-un does you know like kim jong-un mm-hmm. said like i played on a golf course in north korea yeah. and i got 18 holes in one yeah and like there's Out also of 19 holes 
Yeah, and there's also like another um, – I can't remember. It's on an episode of Dark Tourist, but there's another country in like the uh, Pacific over there where – this guy, he pretends like he's a good musician and he like goes out on stage with a guitar and then they fill up the stage with so much smoke that you can't see him play the guitar. And it's like a crazy like Eddie Van Halen guitar solo. And he pretends like he plays it, which is exactly like what this is. Like he's like a bad singer and everyone's like, Oh, you're so good. You're like amazing. Like keep yeah. going. And I'm like, it's so fucking funny. So In July of 64 AD, the Great Fire of Rome broke out and burned for six straight days. Nero's role in the fire is – so this is what he's kind of mostly known for, and it might not even be true. But Nero's role in the fire is subject to controversy with differing accounts. Some sources say that he was the one responsible for starting the fire in order to create room for his planned uh, palatial complex, which is pretty fucked up. Another popular story even says that he stood on the roof of his palace and played the lyre during the fire, which is, I guess, like what he's like mostly known for is like he was like playing music and like singing around during like this horrible fire. And another report claims that he was actually in his hometown of Antium, which is 35 miles away from Rome at the time of the fire. And he actually organized measures to contain the fire and provide relief for, for refugees. So... It's hard to know what he actually did. One was horrible because he started the fire. One was like more passive because he didn't do anything about the fire. And the last one was actually like preventative and like trying to stop the spread of the fire. So yeah, it's super hard to say what he actually did because no one really has a full record of it. So no one really knew who started the fire, but Nero acted like he did, uh, like he did. What did I write? Jesus Christ. <sighs> I'm dyslexic. Um, But Nero did the first thing, uh, you know, any good emperor does after uh, a a big old fire, and that was to blame the Christians. Oh, yeah. See, the Christians were – the Christian religion, uh, Christianity, was newly established, and Nero was quick to blame them for participating in wicked practices and he knew he needed to punish these scapegoats, so he condemned some Christians uh, to be dressed in animal skin and torn apart by dogs. Mm. Um, and it was also said that he had captured Christians uh, dipped in oil and set on fire in his garden at night as a source of light. Talk about a, ca- a Yankee candle, am I right? He just needed to get some night lights. That gentleman smells like sea breeze. <laughs> smells like fresh linen. Look at oh, he's wearing fresh linen. That's why, sir. Did you do your laundry today? <laughs> he said yes. Anyway, my Katie's gonna be really mad that I just screamed like that. I bet. Oh, she. I'm okay. <laughs> she doesn't care. So um, she's already sleeping in the car. She said, "You scared me." So um, after Nero's great construction, <laughs> great reconstruction of Rome, the city suffered greatly, and revolts began to pop up. In 65 A.D., there was a plot to assassinate Nero, but it was discovered, and the conspirators were executed. But unlucky for Nero, uh, that wasn't to be the last execution plan. So in March of 68 AD, Gaius, one of the governors, rebelled against Nero's tax policy 
and he recruited another governor named Galba and told him to declare himself emperor. I like how Gaia was like, Galba, you go up there and say you're emperor. And he's like, no, dude, like that guy's emperor. He's like, no, go say you're emperor. That'd be sick. Like you could be emperor. And he's like, no, dude, I'm nervous. I'm embarrassed. And he's like, do it, dude. So <laughs> as the rebellion spread, uh, support for Galba increased. And on a false report of the Senate planning to beat him to death, Nero, oh, yeah. Nero decided to commit suicide. So there was a false report that the Senate was going to like burst in like Julius Caesar style and just beat him to death. So he's like, oh, fuck, I'm going to commit suicide. So he was actually unable to commit the act himself. So Nero asked his private secretary, Epaphroditos, okay. to end his life. So... The guy's um, like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Yeah, he's like, I always wanted to kill somebody. I fucking hate. Imagine if your boss just like the boss you kind of like sort of hated, like came in and was like, you have to kill me. And he's like, You're like yeah, can I, can I do shave that. your beard first? Because I'm going to do it after if you don't. <laughs> can I do that? Um, so he thus died on June 9th, 68 AD, at the age of 31, after reigning over the Roman Empire for more than 13 years. So it was actually like really. Like, I wrote that the people of Rome apparently cheered after his death and even had parades <laughs> because of how shitty he was as a leader in those later years. But then, like, I read that um, that it was, like, very conflicted because, like, members of the military were I said to have mixed feelings that they had allegiance to Nero, but they were, like, bribed to overthrow him and they took the money. So they're like, oh, we kind of feel bad. But then, like, um, it said that, Nero's death was welcomed by senators, nobility, and the upper class, but the lower class, slaves, and frequenters of the arena and the theater, and those who were supported by the famous excess of Nero, on the other hand, were upset by the news. So, like, the lower people were like, oh, he's actually, like, kind of good to us because he listened to us, but, like, everybody in, like, higher class were like, we needed him out. So it's very conflicting on, like, what kind of leader he actually was yeah i don't really know so nero left his mark on rome but rome tried to change that uh as his name was scrubbed from monuments his paintings repainted over with new figures and even some other paintings found to this day with giant hammer sized holes in the canvas where his face once was. They found some in like England and stuff like that Oh damn! with, with big ass fucking hammer holes in it. And although Nero was dead, uh, although Nero was dead, three Nero imposters eventually showed up over time uh, playing the lyre. Uh, and not the liar as in like their line, but playing the instrument, the liar, uh, and looking like him, uh, because many believed that he didn't in fact kill himself. Uh, but of course, like all three were found out and like, they were like, I'm Nero. And they're like, no, you're not. And he's like, yes, I am. And he's like, show us your penis. And they're like, okay, I'm not, nerd. They're like, okay I'm not Nero. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I guess they're all found out to be like, not Nero, but like so many people were like, oh, there's no proof that he's dead. Cause I don't know what actually happened to his body. But um, last sounds familiar. <laughs> but lastly, uh, here's the end of it. Lastly, many believe that Nero would one day return as the actual Antichrist and destroy the world for good. And uh, maybe they were right because obviously, after Nero died, Rome's problems persisted and eventually led to the collapse of the one uh, of the once great empire. <laughs> 
So I'll end the story with the old saying, Rome wasn't built in a day, but it was burned in six. So that was the that was the story of Nero and uh, his complicated history, and uh, um, you know I mean you could probably dig up so much weird shit about Nero, but those were like yeah. the big things that uh, that kind of solidified him as like a weird, horrible, but sometimes good leader. It, he's very complicated, and I feel like a lot yeah. of these people are. You know, they start off with good intentions, power corrupts. Shit happens to him, you know, whether it's, you know, personal or government tragedy. And then they they go crazy sometimes. And who knows? But yeah, anyway. well, I will say that, you know, that story is better than his beard. And I'll let you interpret that as much as you want. Yeah, you guys go check out his beard whenever you want. It's pretty bad. It's pretty goddamn bad. Uh, well, Tobin. What's up? I've hit I've hit rock bottom. Oh, no. You know what? Uh, one second. What are you doing? David is uh, getting up. He's walking to his refrigerator in the back. He's grabbing something out of it right now. He's cracking some sort of beer. It is a looks like a Bud Light. Ugh. What was that? You can't hear me. What was that? Is that Bud Light? That was something, all right. You're cracking a Bud Light. Well, by rock bottom, I mean drinking a Bud Light. No, I mean, <laughs> I've decided to take a little scoop from my vault of desperation here. Oh, no, David. You know, with this new job kicking my butt and everything, it's it's been hard for me to find some stories, so I decided to, you know, take one from the chambers. Oh, uh, we, all, we all, I mean, I don't know about we all, but David and I probably have some, like, backlog stories that we're like not that proud of and you know so i think we're gonna get a david uh a david original right now what david no what do you you have no it's 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 not bad it's honestly well sometimes the bad could turn out to be very very good like oh i think my worst stories are probably my best (laughs) (laughs) your worst stories we could really uh we could really find a silver lining with those ones that's very true uh, but I'm going to talk about a topic which realistically should have been my first ever story because it is the monster I hold most dearest to my heart. And no, we're not talking Bigfoot. No, we're not talking Nessie the Loch Ness Monster. Today, I will talk about El Chupacabra. Oh my, wait, we really have, you're right, we haven't covered Never have. the El Chup. No. The El Chup. We've covered Skinwalkers. In mm-hmm. the episode of Skinwalker to Remember, I believe. Yeah. But we don't. We haven't covered El Choop. Yeah. He's so so choopy. Oh yeah, he is. Now you you might be thinking El Chupacabra. Why would a boy from Bigfoot infested Oregon find an obsession with a creature who is typically found in Puerto Rico, Mexico, bordering U.S. states like Texas, New Mexico, and Arizona? He liked the sand. Well, my obsession, no. I hate the sand. No, not it's you. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. <laughs> Where's that from? Is that Star Wars? That's Star Wars. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> Anakin. That's his best line. I hate sand. I hate El Chupacabra, that goat sucker motherfucker. So, uh, well, my obsession dates back to 2005 when the release of a monumental film, Chupacabra Terror, was released and slapped on the shelves of a Hollywood video. 
My friends and I had an obsession with going to Hollywood Video and renting the worst-looking horror films we could find, Hell yeah. and that led us to this film. Yeah, we had a, we had a deal. My my parents had a deal that was like you could rent. It was either two or three movies at a time, but it was a monthly subscription. So like as long as you brought one back, you could take a new one. Oh, at Hollywood Video. Yeah, it oh, was actually an awesome deal. Man, I was I there missed, every fucking night. I missed that shit. Yeah. So this flick is a masterpiece written and directed by John uh, Sheffred, starring John Reese davies The John Sheffred? I don't know. I actually didn't click into him. <laughs> no, I don't know who that is. <laughs> okay. Well, it's starring John Reese davies as Captain Randolph. Now, Tobin, do you know who John Reese davies is? Literally, that name sounds so fucking familiar. Why I know, do right? I know that? I'm going to look at That's how I was, too. John Reese davies yeah. Like Davy Joe. <gasps> Dude, this is fucking Gimli. That's right. That little stinky axe wielding dwarf Gimli in oh, Lord of the Rings. What has he done? He's 76. But, so, oh. do you want to know something more horrifying than the Chupacabra itself? Uh, John Reese Davies' underpants? The fact that this fucking movie was made. After he did the goddamn Lord of the Rings movies. Oh my god. Dude, he was in Indiana Jones too. Yeah. Like I like he's he's kind of a thespian, is he not? Yeah, I think so. He's six one? Yeah, he's he was the tallest person in the cast of Lord of the Rings. He played Gimli. <laughs> no way. That's like a little fun fact. That is fun and a fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god why was he in this no he did he need drug money he had to have yeah right he needed a new axe a new beard comb oh my god i want to watch this now sorry now if i can and i know this is very unimportant to the story of this majestic creature but may i share the storyline provided by md imdb here i would i would hate if you didn't Having devoted his life to capturing the mythical bloodsucker, the Chupacabra of South America, the the intrepid cryptozoologist Dr. Pena finally manages to make his dream come true. To make a name for himself back in the United States, the scientist smuggles the elusive beast aboard the luxurious... The luxurious... Luxurious. Ocean, like, luxurious. God, I can't fucking say that word. Luxurious uh, ocean liner, Regent Queen, only to trigger a blood-soaked killing spree as the doctor's a bulletproof prize <laughs> catch and devour uh, passengers, pets, and the mighty U.S. Navy SEALs who stand in its way. Yo, that's a now- <laughs> that's a fucking log line. That's like a paragraph long. <laughs> And did you have yeah. to put the pets I'm out of in breath. there? Like, they're like, yeah, pets. It killed military experts, passengers, and pets. And you're like, who gives a fuck if it killed a cat? Like, it's killing people on this ship. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now, Captain Randolph and a handful of defenders <laughs> need a bold plan to outsmart the legendary monster and save the remaining survivors before they become its next meal. Can they stop the bloodshed? Is there a way to end the Chupacabra terror? Dude, I'm trying to look up this movie right now, and I can't find it. He's in Anaconda 3 Offspring. It was a TV movie. <laughs> but, like, wait, what's this movie called? 
Uh, Chupacabra Terror. <gasps> he was in a movie called The Legend of Sasquatch, too. Okay. Wow. Kind of killing it. I think it's more important just to look at everything past, what was it, 2004, three, whenever uh, the third Lord of the Rings came out, and just, like, you put that in perspective. Yeah, this is crazy. I found it right here, too. Oh, my God. The cover looks so bad. The cover's so good. What the fuck is this thing? So, <laughs> it's truly a masterpiece. I decided to do some research to help the listeners watch this film. And I found it for seven fifty nine on Amazon Prime. And uh, what the contrary, fuck? Contrary, <laughs> contrary from the IMDP page, this movie has a outstanding four and a half stars out of five. Uh, rating on Amazon, and you know I got to read a review or two here. Can I say something first? There yeah. are good movies, like <laughs> like Oscar. <laughs> there are Oscar winning movies that are cheaper than seven fifty. Was it seven forty nine? Seven fifty nine. But you have to also consider the fact. What the fuck price is that? Seven dollars and fifty nine cents. Yeah, but you also have to you have to add in the factor of. Um, Are they still trying million... to make money from two thousand fucking five? Well, you have, you have to think about the fact: Did Million Dollar Baby produce more physical copies of the film than Chupacabra Terror? Uh, probably, probably yes. a monumentally sized um, difference in the production there. So the reason why it's probably more expensive than some really good movies is the fact that there's only like a hundred copies. And I own one. You own it? Yeah, I bought it on DVD. No, when it was, was two thousand five. They probably cranked that shit out because like nobody was making DVD. I mean, everybody was making DVD. That was like the only way you got like your shitty movie. They didn't have like cool streaming sites yet. Yeah, true. But like, you could buy it on Amazon for seven fifty nine. That's so crazy. You could buy like well, Shawshank get, Redemption mean, for like five dollars. But I mean, you can also. I'm sure there's cheaper options. I was just going off the Amazon right. Prime because I know right. you guys need it now. That's that's fair. Yeah, if you guys want the if you guys want the grub get the hub, used the grub for a dollar straight to your door, just pay the seven fifty nine and suffer yep. through this. <laughs> so I want to start here. Uh, five star review from Michael Anthony. Uh, five stars. He titles it. Happy to have found this. Perfect shape. What? Yeah, that's that's Wait, all he, is he said. Buying, is he buying a physical copy, or is he just watching? Yeah. is he watching? No, this is John for the Reese DVD. Davies with his shirt off. He's like, he's in perfect shape. Look at him. This is the DVD, man. Oh uh, wait, oh, so the DVD is seven fifty nine. Yeah, I believe so. Oh, I thought it was like a streaming thing. No, 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 no. Oh, no. I'd stream it. It'd be like ninety nine cents. I would be like a shit. I would buy a shitty copy for seven fifty nine. Yeah, three ninety nine. But like, I'll do it still. So. Yeah. So, a uh, five-star review from user Time Travel. The review says, excellent movie. <laughs> and that that's it. It's a great review right there. Ah. Uh, you know, I, I got to leave uh, the best for last here. Five stars from user Tammy N. Zhang. Tammy says, this is a very good movie that I saw. It has gore, creature violence. <laughs> Action, terror, and explosion. <laughs> what explosion, baby? <laughs> and the most important thing, a happy ending. So do more good Wait, reviews what? for this movie, okay? <laughs> okay, David, I didn't tell you this, 
But I, so you own this DVD. Do you yeah. own? Do you own the copy which on the back there is a soldier with the chupacabra creeping up behind it? I believe so. Okay. Do you see that the soldier is wearing a bicycle helmet? Yes. Painted black. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, many it's say the swipe of a chupacabra. Helmet. Many say the swipe of a chupacabra is almost identical to um, concrete when you've fallen off of a bike. Oh my god! It's like supposed. He has he has like a M16 in like full tactical <laughs> gear, and then he's wearing a fucking bicycle helmet, and it has like. <laughs> The holes in it that you could totally tell, like the bicycle helmet that you had in like middle school to be cool, and like it's like the, yeah. it's like kind of the cooler one. Oh they had to god. airbrush the flames off. Oh my god, this is so bad. So I, I was I just want to read the the last little bit of that that five star review from Tammy and Zhang again. Um, and the most important thing, a happy ending. So do more good reviews for this movie, okay? Did, was Tammy in the movie? She had to have been. Did Tammy invest $1,000 in this movie, and now she's really trying to get her money back? I don't think she's going to see it. There's no way that... <sighs> I'm going to have to go... This this DVD is in my childhood bedroom, and I'm going to have to go to my parents' place and get it and watch it. Oh, my God. You left it there for years? I would have brought that with me. I would be buried yeah. with that. Would you be buried with that? Can you sign a contract that says that like like I can bury you with that? Well, the problem is I don't plan on being buried just throw him in the trash. <laughs> just shoot me, shoot me out of a circus cannon, right into a brick wall. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. What the <laughs> fuck? That's crazy. Anyway, <laughs> splatter. So with much delay, I guess I'll actually start talking about this monster, uh, the legendary chupacabra. It's a fun name to say. Sounds like a crime against God food item made by Taco Bell, and maybe <laughs> it should be on the spooky season time, like right now. Uh, but. What does this name mean? Well, it's an easy one because it's a straight-up translation from Spanish to goat sucker. I got that one. I knew that yeah, one. Yeah, I think I think just about anybody that knows of a chupacabra is aware that it that's what it is because uh, chupar means to suck. Good one to know. Um, and cabras is goat. So chupar, cabras. Chup, chupa la verga. I think that means suck my dick or something like that. Probably. A lot of the guys at work just yell that at me. <laughs> hey, guys. Chupa la verga. Okay. Hope you had a good weekend. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Happy Monday. <laughs> so uh, the Chupacabra's first ever sighting took place in Puerto Rico in 1995. Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah. Say it right, dude. Puerto Rico. That's bad. Yeah. Uh, but there were beliefs of his existence before anyone saw the beast or knew of it. But what exactly are we looking for? What does this sexy creature look like? Mm. I hope it doesn't look like what's on the cover of this fucking movie. Yeah, I don't know where they got that idea. Oh you Google God. image, search a chupacabra, <laughs> and none of them are remotely close to that monster in you, that movie. You know what happened? You, they got their hands on a monster costume and were like, what can we make out of this? And they're like, what does it kind of look like? And they're like, oh, it doesn't look like any kind of monster. And they're like, okay, let's call it a chupacabra then. There's like no, there's not a lot of chupacabra movies out there. Hey, guys. This is um, the part where my computer... Had a little bit of a hiccup, so let's pretend that I've been describing what a chupacabra looks like, 
And uh, yeah, just f- fill in the blanks. You, you'll you get it. You guys are smart. You got it. Have it, have it you know, bearing wings. Some oh. do not. Um, the tail is an, also an optional thing. Sometimes they have tails. Sometimes they do not. But for the most part, this beast is described to look like a hairless dog. Oh, okay. I mean, but sometimes it's it. Most of the time, it's more bipedal. So it's you know it's up on two. Oh, it's walking around. Oh yeah, it's like lurking. It's, like it's it, walking. It's I, swaying. It, it's just checking out your mother-in-law. It thinks it's just as good as us. Yeah. When, when it's just sucking off goats in the desert. Is that why is that why it likes the desert? Is that because like that's where people keep goats? Uh, where do people keep goats? That's, that's a fair that's a fair I never thought of oh, it that you... way. I just kinda looked at it more of like a like a lizardy kind of thing that just lived in a hotter climate. Hairless dog equals lizard. You think it you think maybe there's chupacabras in colder climates that aren't hairless? Maybe. I mean, we just gotta ask all you goat farmers out there, where are you guys at? Yeah. All you goat Holla farmers. Holla at me. Bah. DM, oh, that's a sheep. Fuck. <laughs> goat, far- goat farmers, DM me your locations. Yo, I'm not even joking. The second I can, I'm going to get some some of those like mini pygmy goats. Oh, the ones that like... The little when ones. They, when they get scared, they get all stiff and fall over? Uh, I think some of them do that. I think there's a specific type that do that. Fainting goats. Fainting goats. Yeah, they're called something. That's else what they're too, called. But yeah, but no. This last last weekend, two weekends ago, I think it was this last weekend. Uh, I went to a pumpkin patch, um, on a day that had just insane downpour, so there was no one there, and uh, we saw some little baby goats. And my God, the little guys—they're so cute. Oh, they're so cute. I love them. I love their weird eyes. Yeah, and you can just throw so much trash in their bin, and they just eat it all. Can't tin cans, shoes. Let me tell you, if there's one thing I'm sick of, it's paying the city to take my trash when I can just feed it to a goat. <laughs> Baby goat make them big and strong off mm. off used encyclopedias and a crunchy bar wrapper, <laughs> and a real hun- metallic ones, and, and a hunk bar. Uh, but the yeah, so the chupacabra almost always has red demonic eyes. And uh, most definitely, the most important thing that it always has is some big old chompers. And that is because its biggest identifier is the fact that this nasty little boy loves to suck the blood from its prey. You gotta suck a goat. You gotta have them big things. That's true. That's true. No denying that. So now I want to hop on a little timeline of the history of some sightings. See, I feel like that's one thing, and that's also why I want to focus on on this one, is, you know, I, I love to talk about these monsters all the time, but very rarely are there actual, um, like, sightings, I guess you could say. There's very few. There's very few monsters that you can really get behind with stories of people saying that they've seen them. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 for sure. Because most of them don't exist. How? What the fuck? I'm Why kidding. You that was that? a joke. Yeah, yeah uh, don't that was say that. that was a bazinga. <laughs> I don't know if I used that right. Um, but so mid 1970s in Rio Grande Valley of South Texas. Is it the Rio Say, Grande? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I have fuck to Texas. Be, I have to be here to uh, to to correct you. Sometime. To correct me, because I. 
once you get past like dinner time, I'm just mush. <laughs> Brain's just mush. And also, it's all really interpretive, you know. Yeah, it's however you want to read. Rodeo it, Drive, Rodeo Drive, whatever you want to call it. Obama Boulevard. There we go. Oh, there you go. You hear that? The police are coming for me. Hey, oh, that was a quick little spurt. What? I always like it when the cops do the weep. When they just do it to like tell someone like, yeah, we're here. Fuck off kind of thing. Yeah, that's good. Anyway. Oh, no, he's still going. (laughs) You can hear it. So, so yeah, we're in South Texas. Sightings um, say what might have been a condor linked to a rash of of mutilated cattle. So, I think a condor. I like how you just said a condor linked to a rash, but when you said it, it sounded like it was a yeah. condor with a rash. Who <laughs> that's kind of how I. Well, I'm, I'm going to be honest now. That's how I read it at first. <laughs> Sometimes I don't read so good. Because uh, uh, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, hairless, yeah, rash, rash, gonna lose all that hair real <laughs> oh, quick. Well, you got the hair in there, it makes it a little bit smoother between you know, when you when you're moving stuff. <laughs> you, you, you go down there and you shave it, and you start getting a little a little chafing, a little rash. You can't attack any cattle you want. You gotta wait a second. <clears throat> You're like, oh, I gotta put some cream on this rash before I attack these mm. cattle. Sour cream. <laughs> you have to put a dollop of The rash da- don't like that sour. Every time I go to attack my cattle, I put a dollop of daisy between my thighs. <laughs> Boy, a dollop, huh? A dollop. Big old dollop. Big old dollop of daisy. Yeah, I got my little spoons, I got my big spoons, and I got my dollop spoons. <laughs> Those are those joke spoons that they sell at the dollar store. I got a Kool-Aid one. It's got Kool-Aid vase on it for mixing up Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid spoon, hell yeah. I used to have this big old, uh, really, you know, you get that. You just you get those items that are just like such solid plastic. They feel sturdier than like any material you've ever handled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to have this Kool-Aid spoon that came with a pack of Kool-Aid. And it was this big orange spoon for, you know, mixing Kool-Aid. And it had the Kool-Aid guy's face cut out of it fuck yeah and we used to love to just like smack the shit out of each other with it (laughs) so then it would it would leave the kool-aid guy's face on like a welt of the kool-aid guy's face on you i think kool-aid guy would give you an oh yeah on that one i saw a thing the other day that said is the kool-aid guy the pitcher or is he the liquid and it had a little picture. He's had a little pitcher. picture of like the glass all like creepy and it had like the liquid with the face like he's, just like kind of he's, suspended. He's the pitcher, right? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't I then just he don't know. He'd be the cooler guy. He'd be the pitcher guy. That's true. Makes you tink. Let's you know, fuck Sorry. this. Fuck. Back to let's, cr- let's, no, one no, no, monster. Fuck, one... fuck the ch- let's fuck the chupacabra. <laughs> let's just discuss this. One horrible monster at a time, please. So yeah, a uh, a huge outbreak of mutilated cattle are happening in uh, in South Texas. People thought a condor might have been linked to it for God knows what reason because blood was removed down to the very last dripped drop. Uh, I don't even think like anything's that good enough to dr- to drip it dry, right? No, not even. Oh, you going you going down into the pinky toe to get the last of the blood? How good? I can't even get all the chocolate milk out of the bottom of my glass. You think, you I, think, rip, I rip that goddamn thing open and just lap it up. You think that thing's getting all the blood out the pinky toe like that? Hell no. So, uh, 1994, Puerto Rico, uh, four or six little greys found <gasps> under a bed 
and chased out of the house with a broom. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Now, so now, yeah, so this is where it gets a little interesting, because this entry suggests that these could have been little greys, which you should be all familiar with the classic little greys, which is, you know, the the image of, the typical image of an alien that you see. Big head, big so, eyes, skinny body, you get it. Yeah. So it's unsure if this is just an alien sighting, or if this could have been a family of chupacabras. Um, it also has not been denied... Or not denied, but decided if chupacabras are in fact beings of this world or if they're from space. And these things were under somebody's bed. Can you imagine just flipping your bed open and Yo, a bunch of like little grays just like scattering? Literally my worst fucking nightmare. I don't even care if they're like literally if there were like five hamsters down there, I would fucking yeah. lose my mind. Imagine well, you know these fuckers aliens or chupacabras. You know the You know these fuckers are quick too if you can't decipher between four or six you know it's an even number but you're oh, not yeah. quite sure at least i mean at least they're scared of us if that is that hope. the one thing we have going for us right now yeah i think so that we're not goats and they're scared of us <laughs> all right march 11th 1995 in orio i didn't look it up i'm guessing that's puerto rico who knows um eight sheep found dead the animals had three strange marks or puncture holes in the chest and were described as completely drained of blood. Well, that's a little interesting. The marks in the chest. Yeah. Because you would think it would be like a neck thing or like a, you yeah. know. Because like if, if a human's going to drain a sheep of his blood, they're going to go like, I'm going to go for the neck and then drain it, you know. But like mm-hmm. the, the chest holes, that's like, it makes you kind of think about like what kind of, what kind of teeth or tongue or. What kind yeah. of tubes they got in their mouth? I don't know. Yeah. So, August 1995. Last one was March of 95. So, now we're in August. The troop has been given the bill of about 150 dead animals. Oh, shit. So, before they know what it is, between that time, 150 dead have popped up, you know, dead from being drained of all their blood. My boy, so people. Yeah. So, people at this time don't really know, like, what the hell it is or what they're dealing with. But, oh, that changes. <laughs> that changes right here. Sunday, November 19th, 1995, Puerto Rico. Uh, the troop is blamed for the deaths of dozens of turkeys, rabbits, goats, cats, dogs, and even cows and horses. Um, it was said to have ripped open a bedroom window of a house in the north central city of uh, Cagus. I don't know. Cagus. I will, I, yeah. I won't correct you on Cagus. this. It's Chicagus. Chicagus. <laughs> where them where them bulls play? Chicagus. <laughs> and uh, being a big dumb idiot, destroyed a teddy bear thinking it had blood, and left a puddle of slime and a piece of rancid white meat on the <laughs> windowsill. <laughs> Yo, Tim, you leave that rancid white meat behind? Yeah, I didn't get what I wanted. Can you believe I've bitten that bear? And all of a sudden, it was like, oh, fucking shit. I got so thirsty after that damn bear. Oh, that fucking bear was all drowning inside. I was like, oh, oh, cotton in there. Oh, fuck that shit. (laughs) But like, I hate cotton. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. (laughs) What's what's the rancid white meat it left behind? So I'm looking back. Left its forest game? You got turkeys. Turkeys, white meat. 
rabbits i don't oh, know so Could you're saying rabbit. that it, it attacked something else and then it was like i'm gonna go after the bear next and it was like bringing some meat along or is that like something that like it flossed midway through with like the cotton and like something fell out of its teeth what's it going could on have. here you know I, I really don't know um as far as the animals it says it's not goats goats aren't white meat um it's not cow well if, it's not horse if, so it could be turkeys right maybe cats maybe if we had some good investigative journalists out there they would have fucking popped it in their mouth and actually confirmed what it was and we wouldn't have so many questions but we have a bunch of cowards out there who are afraid to try a little white meat every once in a while that's found on a windowsill after break-in and i just don't appreciate that kind of journalism like stop being a coward Mm. Yeah. This, Am I right? Hmm. This tastes familiar. This tastes like my Uncle Frank, but more rancid. <laughs> and uh, he's got a hankering for blood last time we went to Thanksgiving. <laughs> so uh, this time it was actually spotted, and it was described to have hairy arms and huge red eyes. Oh, that's Frank. That's Uncle Frank. Yeah. Big time. So another attack in the area occurred around 7 a.m. where an eyewitness said it just showed up and poof, it vanished. So it's a quick boy. Oh, we knew that. Under the bed? Are you kidding me? Yep. Four or six. Four or six. You got to be quick to deceive the eye. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, fuck. I lost them oh, no. all. <laughs> they ran in pairs. They're holding hands. I don't know. <laughs> they red rovered my ass and tripped me over the bed. <laughs> Sheriff, I got red rovered. Um, so <laughs> I November, couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. I came right over. <laughs> so stupid. I hate myself. I so hate November you too. Ni- <laughs> November nineteenth, nineteen ninety five. Thirty five different sightings occurred in a ninety day span. Whoa! So that's like more than one every three days. Um, quick math. A resident saw one saw one afternoon in his backyard when it came out from the bushes to attack and bite the family dog. Not the dog. Don't no, bite the dog. Leave the damn Don't dog. Don't cook alone. the dog. No boy should have to cook his own dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Deep I cut. Lo- I love Will Forte. Who doesn't? So the witness said. I think it belongs to the monkey family, but Ooh. it isn't a monkey exactly. It ran like a monkey, and it was about four feet tall, but it didn't have a tail. Tail. Well, we can throw this idiot story out the window immediately because he clearly doesn't understand the difference between a monkey and an ape like a science man. There we go. But he also added, and then it started doing stock trading and smoking a cigar. <laughs> And throwing darts. And doing stock stock videos of it, clicking a mouse and opening a briefcase with calculators in it. Uh, December 7th, 1995, Puerto Rico. Unusual bodiless... Oh, sorry. Bodiless? Blo- holy shit, it's just a head and legs. <laughs> Mike was unusual, asking. Unusual bloodless deaths of chicken and cows. And yeah, I would say bloodless is unusual. <laughs> I'm... You know what the main beef I have, no pun intended, you know what the main Mm -hmm. beef I have with this goddamn creature is that it's called a chupacabra, which means goat sucker, but it really doesn't discriminate. 
Not at all. It's going after it all. It's going after anything with blood. It should be called the blood sucker. What's the Spanish word for blood? Help me out, all you Spanish speakers out there. Uh, Google it. Blood in Spanish. Uh, Sangre. Ooh, is that like sangria? So chupa sangre. Kind of like that. Sangre. Sangre. Yeah. Chupa sangre. Ooh, I like that. Are Are we just flipping the script right now? We might have to. Chupa sangre. So a week later, December 14th, in uh, Nagaboo, sounds like a Star Wars planet, (laughs) several several caged rabbits were found in cages. Oh no, not again. The caged rabbits are where (laughs) we left them. Not again. (laughs) Not for the fucking 8,000th time in a row, son of a bitch. Yeah, okay, obviously I'm joking. Several caged rabbits were found dead with holes in the neck area without a drop of blood. Other rabbits had disappeared entirely. Uh, Near the rabbit cage, people found an animal track which belonged to a mysterious three-toed claw. Ooh, okay. And I'm also trying to picture what, like, a bloodless rabbit looks like. It's real thin. Real skinny. Use it as a bookmark. It looks like a dried-out apple core. (laughs) That's what I'm you found thinking. in your locker. Is that good luck or is that bad luck? I know the feet are good luck. What about a whole that's dried just, out rabbit? That's just right in the middle. Okay, that's like okay luck. That's like you don't have a. That's like you just don't have a dead rabbit. <laughs> that just means that you've been bringing around a dead rabbit all day, and people are like, "Yeah, uh, I don't like this." Here guy. he goes again. <laughs> Maybe he'll hit that 100th sale today. I doubt it. <laughs> kind of stinks. <laughs> So, uh, Friday the 15th, December 1995, in Puerto Rico, one full year later, the Chup is believed to be responsible for over 1,000 animal deaths. There are many eyewitness accounts to the beast, which they say is a four to six feet tall, which is a very wide variety of height. That's like the difference between us. Uh, Walks upright unless it is in a sprint. You have no comment about the the height joke? Um, no, because four to six feet tall is very accurate to what humans are like. I don't know what the joke is there, buddy boy. I was saying that you're four feet tall. I'm not four feet tall, dude. <laughs> I'm six foot seven. Everybody knows that. Uh, it walks when, upright. When somebody unless... sees me uh, who <laughs> listens to this podcast for the first time, their first comment is gonna be like, "Well, you're taller than I thought you were gonna be." Like, yeah, David's an asshole. That's a good. Well, that's a good thing. I guess so. But, You're only exceeding But the majority of people who listen to this podcast will never meet me in real life, and they'll, they'll think I'm fucking Mike Wazowski. <laughs> I'm solely in your mic. And Gary's boo. There we go. Perfect world. That's, a, that's the circle. crossover everyone's been waiting for. <laughs> I'm Billy Maybe Christ. one episode I can get uh, John Goodman to get do Bi- a part. Get Billy Crystal on this bitch. Yeah. So we'll do anything uh, it, for ten bucks. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> so it walks upright unless it's in a sprint, uh, which yeah, like I said, it kind of ran like a monk, like an ape. Um, it's not a humanoid. Has large oval alien shaped eyes, which Ooh. are usually red. Okay, alien shaped. I mean, so it's, it's probably like also those big ovals and stuff like that. Yeah. So December eighteenth, nineteen ninety five. It's all ninety five. They're all happening yeah. in ninety five. It's a big year. Big year for the chup. Yeah. 
Uh, Puerto Rico again. Animals died as the result of a single puncture, puncture mark found on some part of the body, which apparently drained them of their blood. One photo had been taken as evidence with a cat who has a puncture mark through its goddamn skull. Uh, time for a grace lurby. <laughs> oh, no, that cat's always had a hole in its head. I, uh, that's, that's holy. <laughs> I also like how it, it, it said it was a, uh, like, it said what type of cat it was. I forget what it is now, but it was, like, specific to the, like the breed of cat. And I'm like, cats aren't dogs. When you have a cat, you just have a cat. Oh, man, don't you dare start with me i have two cats actually they're both just black cats i don't know what they're there you go i call them black cats but uh i don't know if there's a a latin term that's a firework brand oh you're right they they catch on fire just as easy i tell you (laughs) and when they're screaming it's just as loud (laughs) piccolo pete that's what we named one of them yeah. You know, it's also interesting. I feel like chupacabras are very much similar to like bats in that sense where like I thought they'd be like a bigger issue when I was like an adult or kind of like quicksand where you're like, oh, shit, bats are going to like bite me and I'm going to become a vampire. And then I like found out that bats only like suck blood from like cows and horses and like um, maybe pigs or like other farm animals. And I was like, oh, they don't really fuck with humans. And I feel like the chup has been around for so long because – they stayed in their lane and they'd be sucking off goats and, and cats and dogs. We're like, we're irritated and we're like, we want to find this and shoot it. But like, if it was killing humans, we'd be like, okay, everybody, grab your guns. We're going out in the desert, bring everybody's dead, dried up rabbits, and we're fucking, we're bringing home a choop. We're bringing home some white meat, some gray meat that ate some white meat, some middle meat. So it's a good thing you said that because uh, local tabloid who doesn't – I mean, who doesn't love love those, you know? They're a good source of information that isn't just juicy but always true. Is it the na- like the National Enquirer? No, it's just, it's just a local tabloid. Oh, okay. It's probably a bunch of bullshit. Oh, okay. So uh, the tabloid echoes the idea of a giant vampire. <gasps> Sorry, vampire bat. Misread that. Oh, so it's a gi- – Scary. It it's was, a vampire bat. It was a lot scarier the first time. <laughs> like a ten foot tall vampire man, and then you're like, "Oh, it's just a big bat." Okay, okay. Look at the legs on that fucking vampire. <laughs> hey, vampire! You ever thought about uh, joining the Globetrotters? That'd be pretty fun. Or do they play in the daylight? <laughs> uh, yes. Can I throw a bucket of? Blood on a child in the audience. No, but we How have many... buckets of glitter that we pretend is water. How many children do I get to sacrifice in the halftime? No, it's a family-friendly show. We usually don't sacrifice any children. Ah, do do I get to eat any of the generals? <laughs> Can you write it in my contract? How pissed would you be if you went to that one game the generals won? <laughs> I didn't know they played a team called the generals, but... Yeah. I just well, you, you think they're playing the, the fucking Knicks? I just want them playing to, the Sixers. All I want them to have is fucking four guys who are uh, two feet tall and wear army uniforms, like the general in the commercial, and then one of them is Shaquille O'Neal. I was gonna say the problem about that idea is then Shaq's gonna be on the <laughs> yeah, team. Exactly. And you know Shaq would just absolutely dominate any of the Come globe. Come on, trotters. we gotta fucking make it kind of even fair, like 
play, you know? I would pay to see that. Just basic. Okay, no Shaq. Realistically, just Shaq against the Globetrotters. No, Shaq just against toss the 10-foot fucking vampire. <laughs> I'd still take Shaq. That big body. You're he right. just throws it around. Right. You can't stop it. You're, you're right. But what about this big vampire bat we got? So, they, yeah, they think a vampire bat had infiltrated the island in a cargo shipment from uh, South America, which, you know, the, the vampire bats were not native to the area. Oh, okay. That's a little bit but more believable. In, it is, but it's not. <laughs> okay, I thought we were, like, on board with this. <laughs> Yeah, so, but like, uh, I, yeah, obviously, I don't know how fucking big this thing is, and I don't know like if it bats usually go in shipping containers, but like shipping containers do kind of look like caves sometimes, you know. You and they're get, dark, you, you know. You get confused. We got one big, big mofucker in there. This isn't a cave. It's full of Xbox Twos. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Thursday, December, t- December twenty first. What was that joke? What's an <laughs> the, Xbox the shipping- Two? The, the shipping container was full of electronics. I get it. I didn't want to get sued, so I made up a fake one. <laughs> you still said Xbox. <laughs> oh, there's plenty of those. So Thursday, December 21st, 3 a.m. Now, the 3 a.m. part is really the funniest part of this little timeline. Uh, 44-year-old Azuelo Claudio Rosado uh, was washing his car. What? At, at 3 a.m.? I'm calling bullshit. Uh, well, like, the night before what were you, New Year's, What were you dude. doing, Asvaldo? What were you doing out there, man? Oh, my. He's, yeah, washing his car, apparently. He probably <laughs> fucking ran someone over. Probably ran a fucking vampire bat or a goat or a ten-foot vampire over. Or general. He hit something, and the blood was just everywhere. For the best car, so, straight in line. <laughs> <laughs> so while washing his car in the middle of the night, he was grabbed from behind and he tried to fight off the intruder and saw a black-haired gorilla, in quotes, oh, about five feet tall, which ran off. Asvaldo uh, had cuts in his abdomen, which looked to, be a f- looked to be from claws of some sort. Oh, shit. Now, I'm looking at this list, and I'm looking at the clock, realizing um, this just goes way too long. And the episode is already way too long. So I'm going to do the juicy ones here. And this one's especially important because of its location. Thursday, December 21st, 1995, Klamath Falls, Oregon. Oh. That's right. Okay. They are in Oregon. I did not know this. Uh, pregnant heifer, which, you know, the cow. Pregnant heifer dead with her right ear gone, cut from, or hide cut from her face. So the skin. The skin was cut straight off the face. Face off. Uh, the tongue cut lengthwise along the top of the teeth. Uh, all four teats removed, leaving black circles on the surface of the udder. And the rectum and vagina cut out in a neat keyhole cut. No blood at any of the uh, incisions no blood, any of the excisions, or on the ground around the corpse. Now, was that your uncle? That, yeah, that was my uncle. That was the uncle. That we don't want to put that one on Choop. No, that might have um, been Unk. That, that was Unk, not Choop. <laughs> That's Unk, not Choop. Disturbing though. Unk, not Choop. <laughs> Say it fast. Unk, not Choop. Unk, not Choop. Uh, 
Sounds like a bad person. Sounds like an alien pretending to sneeze. <laughs> oh, not you. Sorry, fellow humans on the bus. I sneezed. I hope that's not a problem. Unk knock you. Hope you don't have the Kironi virus. <laughs> that was, or as my I or as my know. dad calls it, uh, the co- the coven. <laughs> the co- Here's a coven. <laughs> what? The coven. You have the, the coven. coven. A bunch of witches. What are you talking about? <laughs> so uh, Tuesday, December twenty sixth, early morning hours of Puerto Rico. Uh, now we're back in Puerto Rico. We just went to Oregon for a pit stop real quick. Oh, we're going for the vaginalist cow. You know how timelines work, my dude. this is, (laughs) we'll go back to Oregon. Okay. I just want to make sure I asked how fast can he run Oregon to Mexico? I mean, Oregon to Puerto Rico. They had four to six of them under a bed. So you don't even know where they're at. (laughs) They had four to six of them under a bed. We're we talking king here. We're we talking full. Oh boy. So uh, yeah, like I was saying, a woman heard strange noises in her house, and her dog was barking. Her cat was found dead with the genitals removed, two guinea guinea hens with their throats slit, a chicken with uh, perforations, and four ducks and four rabbits dead in their cages. Why is it? Why is this thing eating cat vaginas and and uh, and cow? So vaginas? this, I mean, this just kind of these stories make me think more and more that it's an alien. Yeah, they they're fucking obsessed. They love with genitals. Their reproductive organs. They're trying to figure out how it works. They, they want to look. Where at our, is the clitoris? They want to look at our butts and. So January seventh, nineteen ninety six, New Year, New Me, um, Kalamath Falls, Oregon. Again, one week old calf dead and mutilated. Right ear had been cut off from the entire, and the entire skull had been removed. Oh shit! So the ear is probably fucking sitting on the ground, and then the rest of the skull's gone. What the? That one's not that crazy. I just had to throw it back in because another Klamath Falls ones. Um, Thursday, May second. Uh, Juarez, Mexico. Juarez. Many small mammals, dogs, etc., have met with this tall animal-like being with three-toed feet and hands on haunches, Jack. with the forearms suspended at chest level, very similar to a kangaroo. Ooh. It has a row of spikes or straight feathers, uh, feather-like projections from its head. And down to its back that raises and lowers and have been seen to glow with their own light. That's a new one. Has been seen to take off on all fours. The sucking device seems to be a tube-like projection from the mouth. There we go. That's what so I So maybe it's not teeth. Know. We got like a little... That's the most... Yeah. I was, was going to say we got, a, we got a little like kangaroo pouch type situation. Kangaroo Jack, great movie. That's not what I was talking about. Oh, sorry. Anyway, but like they got like a little tube in it, like a little pouch, and the baby drinks out the tube. So we got yeah, like that a... one was definitely the most descriptive. Interesting. May third, nineteen ninety six, uh, Cauldron Village, Sonola, northern Mexico. <clears throat> a giant bat-like creature terrorizes a village. <laughs> Why is that funny? 
I know that sentence. I don't know if it's because it's late. I don't know, but a giant bat-like creature terrorizes the village. It's just funny to me right now. I don't know. It's just that it's tickling me in the right spots. It is kind of funny. Uh, goats are fa- <laughs> just imagining people running around with a giant bat just flying back and house. forth. Yeah, with tennis rackets. Uh, goats are found daily with their blood sucked dry. Witnesses said today. Farmers have, wow, I read that one weird. Uh, yeah, <laughs> farmers have formed night vigilante squads. We are telling people to keep the women and children locked up inside at night. A villager said, "No one knows. No one knows really what it is. Dozens of goats have fallen victim to the bloodsucker. It has allegedly attacked one human, which I would assume is self-defense. You know." <laughs> Of course. I don't know. It hasn't attacked any humans. Like, I guess it did try to put the 3 a.m. car washer in a headlock. Well, you're you're wasting water. You, well, you got to try for humans because they have, like... It's know, raining tomorrow. They, 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 they're not like, oh, like humans aren't other animals. They're just like, oh, I'm going to try to get this animal next. And then they realize that, like, humans put up too much of a fight, like, other than, like, a cow who, like, we have guns, we have weapons, we have... We're, like, a little bit more... Uh, what's the word? I'm dexterous. So we yeah. like turn and around. We're typically, and grab motherfucker. We're typically not in cages too. And Seems to like things in cages. I'm not saying we're like smarter. No, we are smarter than like cows and. But like pigs, I don't know. They're pretty smart, but they they just can't move around that well, so they get fucked up. Yeah. So May 9th, 1996, 2 a.m. Espinoza family. A front door was opened and a creature was seen three to four feet high with scaly skin, clawed hands, red eyes, and a row of spines from the skullcap down to the back. The creature mumbled and gestured. Hot Twix, Twix candy bar. Hot pocket. Philly cheesesteak. Hot pocket. Hey, Peggy. You don't have any. Leave. <laughs> We ate them all. Go. <laughs> Goes to the garbage to check for six sleeves next to the six-pack box. Glass of warm milk. What? Glass of warm milk? Get out of here, you piece of shit. Hot, hot milk, Colonel Milk. Please. Blood? 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 <laughs> so uh, May 9th, 1996... So, How same day. How many of these do you have, David? This is the last one. Oh, okay. So this is this is three hours later from that last one. What do you um, want of the milk? Well, this is this is the same family. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, a seven-year-old boy in the same house said the creature stood on his bed and briefly on his chest <laughs> <laughs> and took a big old dump. Uh, both the older and younger Espinosa family members described. A smell like a wet dog. <laughs> so honestly, these stories go on and on to the point that there are so many goddamn stories that we didn't even make it out of the 90s. Uh, <laughs> barely made it halfway through the 90s. Yeah, we get 95 uh, and 6. A little bit of 6. And, yeah, and I refuse to tell... I, I, I refuse to believe with the number of listeners that we have mathematically here that at least... I, I, I refuse to believe that... At one moment, at least one of you 
have not like someone had to have seen the chupacabra out of all our listeners someone has had to have a run in so if you have please send us a message uh, i'd love to hear your story i i'm just refusing to believe that no one here has come in contact well with how many yeah like attacks that you've read like if they live in Mexico, we need ten listeners. Yeah, Mexico or the you know southern United States, like we're bound to get something, right? Yeah, on the I want to hear your Mex- chupacabra stories. <laughs> if you have blood in your veins, why don't you go take one for a team? Go stand out in the desert for a little bit, see what happens. Try to get your hands a little dirty, but you know, mm-hmm. we need to see safely for research. So at the at the end of the day, the questions still remain: uh, Is the chupacabra real? Is it really just an alien? Could it be my neighbor, Terry? Will we get a sequel to the Chupacabra Terror? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I, 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 I don't know. See you next week. <laughs> a lot of Does unanswered questions, but you know what? No answers. Sometimes it's better that way. But if you do find out, you better tell us. But I think that wraps up our episode today for Camp Strange. So if you guys want any more information, you can go to our Instagram. And you can click the hyperlink and go to our merch store. You can go and listen wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Pandora. And if you guys could, wherever you're at, rate, review, subscribe. I don't even know which websites allow you to do that, but I know Apple does. But if you can on other ones, then might as well do it, and we would appreciate it. If you guys want to send us anything, you can send it to campstrangepodcast at gmail.com. And um, am I missing anything, David? Merch. If you guys want a shirt yeah, or go, some mugs, go, go check go them out. Shirt. We got mugs buy and shirt. shirts you make. And uh, yeah, whatever David's saying right now. And um, buy a shirt. <laughs> buy a shirt. Bazinga. <laughs> Bazinga. And uh, David, do you have anything to say before we leave? Uh, the cake is a lie. Is that like a portal reference? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I didn't know what else to say. Cool, cool. Okay. And don't forget to uh, stay strange. <laughs>